Welcome to Excess Returns, where we focus on what works over the long term in the markets. Join us as we talk about the strategies and tactics that can help you become a better long-term investor. Justin Carboneau and Jack Forehand are principals at Validia Capital Management. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Validia Capital. No information on this podcast should be construed as investment advice. Securities discussed in the podcast may be holdings of clients of Validia Capital. Hey guys, this is Justin. In this episode of Excess Returns, Jack and I talked through his recent article about investing fundamentals and if certain trends in the market make fundamentals less important than they have been in the past. Things like the narratives in the market, the massive intervention over the last decade by the Federal Reserve, and the continued growth in passive investing. All of these trends are worth thinking about and asking if they will make fundamental investing more challenging in the future. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the discussion. This week, we're going to talk about um, the article that you wrote, When Fundamentals Don't Matter. And, you know, I think the title might have been interesting and it's just in the sense that, you know, what we do here is we obviously run a series of fundamentally based investment strategies quantitatively. Um, and we run a lot of them and we've been running them for a long period of time. Um, but one of the things that, you know, you pointed out in the article and we, and we know is that, you know, last 10 years, sort of your traditional fundamental type of analysis, value investing, investing based on certain, you know, core fundamental principles really hasn't worked or hasn't worked nearly as well as, you know, let's say growth or momentum type of investing. So I think you kind of, you know, use this article to talk about that and we'll get into it, but maybe just to start, um, let's sort of just flush out that idea a little bit more, how fundamentals haven't mattered as much in the last 10 years. Um, And then we'll get into some of the reasons why that might be. If you look at the market over the, the past 10 years, you know, if, if you wanted to, starting from the beginning, say what types of stocks did the best over that period, what you would probably buy is you'd probably buy expensive growth type companies. And so valuation has played very little role in stock returns. You know, trying to do anything that incorporates valuation into your process in the past decade has probably hurt it more than it's helped it. And so obviously at the bottom of the barrel where you were buying the cheapest stocks, that's been the worst. But even if you're doing something like buying high-quality companies, if you bought cheap high-quality companies in the past decade, you did much worse than if you bought expensive high-quality companies. So that's led many people to say this has been a decade where fundamentals just haven't mattered. Some of the fundamental principles, you know, the actual results companies are producing, those haven't mattered in terms of their stock price. And so what I wanted to do with the article was two things. One is I wanted to deal with that premise a little bit and say, is that really true? Have fundamentals not really mattered? And then if we agree that fundamentals haven't mattered or they've mattered less, I want to talk about some of the things that may have caused that to happen and what that means for the future or whether whether those things will be continuing going forward or whether they're things that might end. Right. One of the arguments that I have heard, though, and I think it is true with some of these, you know, um, big technology, technology companies, technology stocks, to some extent, you know, they actually have delivered on their expectations. So their fundamentals in terms of growth and cash flow and things like that actually have delivered. And that's been a large part to why they actually have done as well as they have. 
Yeah, that was sort of the premise I started the article with, was was sort of this question of, did fundamentals actually not matter? Because we all tend to, if, if I'm a value investor, I tend to, to you know look at what's happened and say, all right, I need an excuse for what's gone wrong here. My excuse is fundamentals didn't matter. And not really look at the facts and say, did fundamentals really not matter? So I wanted to start with that. And, and what you said is is very true, which is all companies are the present value of their future cash flows. If growth companies are going to produce the kind of growth rates, especially these big tech names, the Facebooks and Googles of the world, if they're going to produce the kind of growth rates they produced in the past decade, then they're probably worth their stock price and more. And so in that case, fundamentals actually did matter. And so if that's going to continue, you could definitely argue that the reason these companies have gone up so much is because their fundamentals did matter. Now, the one thing I would say on the other side of that is those are just a few examples of companies that have done well in the market. You have a situation right now where there are a lot of expensive companies. And so on a, as a broad group, the question is, can all of these companies meet their expectations? Can all of these companies produce the results to justify their valuations? That's a very different question than have a small group done it. But with all of these companies, obviously, growth companies have produced very good results in the past decade, and that is part of the reason they've done well. So you know, all of us that are value investors have to understand our companies have not done nearly as well as these growth companies have in the past decade. Well, and I think we can isolate just like the last three or four months and look at since the downturn in March due to the shutdown and COVID-19 and then the reversion back up, you know, some of the best performing stocks have been the ones that, I mean, there's these examples of companies announcing they're going bankrupt and the stocks are up like 100%. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, some industries like airlines, I mean, maybe they got way too cheap. Maybe they were being priced to go out of business and, and maybe they won't. But I think that sort of in the here and now, and we know that psychology obviously has in the short run a much bigger impact on stock prices than say fundamentals. But I think, you know, we're in a period now where you could really ask this question, like are these, are, are investors even considering fundamentals given some of the trends that, you know, we're seeing in some of these companies that, you know, probably won't be around in a year or two. Yeah, a couple of points on that. One is, I think the bankruptcy example you gave is probably the best example because if you wanted to make an example of fundamentals not mattering, and it's, it's only a short period, and you know, eventually the bankrupt companies will probably do very poorly, but if you want to make an example of fundamentals not, matter, not mattering, take a look at bankrupt companies. I mean, bankrupt companies have the worst fundamentals you could possibly have, and they produce these huge returns. And so that's a case of some sort of mania going on, people just buying the stocks for whatever reason they're doing it and not really considering the fundamentals. Um, and the second point I want to make, which sort of plays into some of the stuff we talked about earlier, is it's also important to understand what fundamentals uh, am I using? Am I using the right ones? And so let me give you an example. If you started at the beginning of the decade and the only thing you used in your valuation process is the price to book and you bought the cheapest price to book stocks, you've done horribly over the course of this decade. I mean, we don't do that. We use a composite, but you've done very, you've done horribly over that decade. So the question you have, have to ask yourself is not do fundamentals not matter? The question you have to ask yourself is do the fundamentals I'm actually using not matter? You know, in that case, you've just used the wrong fundamental potentially, and other fundamentals matter. And you know, value investing has done poorly over the decade, but really, when when a composite of value factors started doing really poorly, it was more like 2018. It was not the entire period, whereas price to book did poorly over the whole period. So that's also a question you have to ask yourself if you use fundamentals. Am I using the right fundamentals, or maybe they do matter and I'm using the wrong ones? Right. And just in terms of our strategies, you know, when we capture a strategy quantitatively, we sort of try to capture it as it's outlined in the book or academic paper. So we're not sitting here tweaking the model or tweaking the strategy. And that can, you know, that has to your point, if, if those strategies are using not the right fundamentals, then they're going to obviously be 
um, you know, not good performer. So, so let's get into um, the three. You, you sort of tried to come up with three um, trends or ideas that sort of might explain why the fundamentals may not matter as much as they have historically. And the first point you made had to do with the Federal Reserve. Um, so do you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah, you know, obviously, we talked about this on previous podcasts, but the Federal Reserve's actions have kept interest rates lower than they otherwise would have been. And when interest rates are lower than they otherwise would have been, you know, that tends to encourage risk taking. And that that tends to encourage, you know, many people think that has driven the market as a whole up much more than the fundamentals would dictate. And then also that can have an impact on the relative performance of different groups. And so growth companies, since they're the present value of their future cash flows, if that discount rate is really low, they're worth more. Value companies, when the, when the discount rate is really low, they're worth less relative to growth. And so you could have two things going on with Fed actions. One, it could be driving up the market in general and keeping the market above where it would be based on its fundamentals. And also you can have these relative things where investors that are investing based on fundamentals like value are being punished by something that's sort of an artificial thing coming from the outside, which is the Fed action. So that, that's one of the major arguments as to why fundamentals haven't mattered, is that this Fed action has come in and it's changed the market and fundamentals have not mattered as a result of it. Right, and you kind of referenced Ben Hunt's thoughts and ideas in here, which, again, we've, we've talked about. I mean, I think if you look at, like, the Fed's balance sheet going back to, let's say, 2006, 2007, it was less than a trillion dollars. Then after the financial crisis, it went up to... Um, a little over two trillion, and now after all the stimulus and what's going on, you know, I think it's going to be around seven or eight trillion, maybe even higher. So that's a huge amount of liquidity, and you know, especially when you look at it over even a longer period of time, you know, the Fed's involvement and even doing like you know what they're doing now, they're in there buying you know not only treasuries, but I think they're buying uh, corporate bond ETFs. At least they were to try to you know add liquidity to the market. So this is major stuff and it certainly has implications um you know some of the implications we don't know yet but i mean one of the to your point it's you know it's this value versus growth type debate and the fed's kind of influencing that i think yeah no i think that's right and you know one of the questions we have to ask ourselves as as we sort of go through these different things about why fundamentals don't matter is whether this is going likely to continue or not. Because if we agree that these things we're going to talk about have made fundamentals matter less, well, if they're going to keep going, then obviously fundamentals are going to matter less for a, an extended period of time here, or at least longer than now. And so I think that's, when you look at the Fed action, you know, that, that's really the big question is we've had these, ma we had this major Fed action. And now because of the coronavirus, we had obviously a much more major Fed action. And is this going to end? And, and or will we get to the point where the valuations just get so out of whack that it doesn't matter if it ends? The things will reverse themselves as, you know, on their own. That's sort of the question as like a fundamental investor I, I'm trying to ask is as we go through each of these things, are they going to end? Are they going to continue? And what are the factors that will sort of lead to that? Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, just before we move on to the next point, I was going to say that, you know, one of the things that I think would help value stocks is if you see sort of rates start to increase. And it's hard to see higher interest rates in the next one to two years. Now, that may be completely wrong. I mean, there are people out there like Jeremy Siegel who think that, you know, what you're going to see is inflation start to pick up, you know, mid to late next year, and the Fed will, you know, have to act and start raising rates. But, you know, we've been, I think, thinking that for a while now, and now here we are, and we're at, you know, again, 
historically low rates and there's no line of sight into to, uh, rates increasing. So I think that's going to be an interesting thing to see play out over the next one to two years if rates sort of come off the floor here. If they do, it should be a little bit better for value stocks over growth. You had sent me a, uh, an article from Dan, I think it was from Dan Rasmussen, or I don't know if it was Brian Gigono, but one of the guys at Verdad this week, and it was sort of talking about this whole present value of future cash flows argument. And one of the things they showed in the article is you've got two inputs there in terms of rates. You've got the growth rate of a company and the growth rate of those cash flows going forward, and then you've got the discount rate it's being discounted back at. And what's what most people don't understand about this is very small changes in those two numbers can have huge impacts on the actual value of a company. So to your point about rates rising, you know, if rates do rise not that, you know, by not that large of an amount, it can have a very major impact on those future cash flows, and it could, it could have a major impact on the difference between growth and value. That's one of the reasons maybe growth companies have done so well, and, and it could reverse very easily if those types of things, if the huge growth rates of these growth companies come down, or if that discount rate goes up. Those are both very bad for the future value of those cash flows. Yeah, I thought that was an excellent research piece by Verdad. We'll actually put that in the show notes here. Um, so moving on to the next piece, let me just read you this quote. This is from a recent Bloomberg piece. It's from John Arthurs. He's a used to be a, a columnist at the Financial Times. He's now at Bloomberg. He, he wrote, the markets run on narratives. That is because trading in them is ultimately determined by humans who find it far easier to think in terms of stories than anything else. Express the case for a stock as a series of numbers and it won't connect knit them together into a story, and you have a chance of making the sale. Which I thought was an interesting quote, and it plays into your idea that, you know, narratives in the market matter a lot. Yeah, if you, if you think about, let's take a Tesla as an example. If, if someone is, Tesla has obviously gone up, I don't know what Tesla is, it was at $1,500 recently, I don't know what the stock's at right now, but it's, it's up five, six times where it was before. But do we really think people are valuing Tesla by taking the present value of all their future cash flows and, and bringing them back to the present? Probably not. You know, what's going on with Tesla is, is this is a company with a very charismatic founder that's doing something that has the potential to change the world. And so when you take that narrative and I tell you that, you know, I've got an opportunity to change the world. Um, not only are they doing electric vehicles, but it has so many other uses in the future. Do you want to invest in that or do you want to invest in me telling you, all right, this thing trades at 15 times earnings and has this debt level? You know, obviously, it's a pretty easy answer. I'd, I'd rather invest in this story. If, if I'm someone who's not getting into the details, I'd rather invest in this story than invest in the fundamentals. And so you have periods of time in the market where the narrative can be far more important than the actual results. And, and I think we've part of what's gone on here in the market is that. I think with companies like Tesla, you see the narrative is, is playing a much bigger role than the actual results that are being produced. And that can go on for a long time, and the narrative can build on itself. So I'm not saying this is going to come to an end. I'm just saying that I think that it has been a major reason maybe fundamentals have mattered less in the past decade than they did in previous decades. Yeah, I mean, I even find myself, you know, we don't, we don't buy individual stocks. I mean, we're following our own models, basically, with our own investments. But, you know, I find myself, you know, falling for the narrative and looking at the narrative a lot more for companies than I than I am the numbers, even though we've developed a system here um, to, you know, be systematic and look at numbers. So it just goes to show that, that the story behind the companies um, is very important. And, you know, for investors that are buying individual stocks, I think it is important to know this is something that Peter Lynch, you know, sort of advocates. He certainly says you got to look at the fundamentals and look at the financials and look at the valuation. But he does say that you should know the story and you should know the five reasons why things are going right for a company that you're buying. That's a little different than what you're saying, which is, you know, the narrative is driving 
the collective narrative or excitement or enthusiasm for a stock for stocks some stocks are driving them higher regardless of the fundamentals um but anyway so okay so the next um or last point is passive buying and fund flows matter and here you basically were kind of making the point that you know a lot more money has moved into these low-cost index funds um and that that can have a couple major significant impacts um for or on fundamentals. So do you want to just kind of talk about those a little bit? Yeah, you know, the person making the, the best case for this has been Michael Green at Logica. And, and you, know, it, you should anyone who, who wants to learn more about this should listen to any of the podcast interviews he's done. He's done a lot of them because he'll explain this a lot better than I will. But in, in general, there's been a significant rise in passive investing. And there's also been a significant rise in these regular contributions coming into the market through things like 401k plans. And so there's always this upward, you know, this upward pressure on stocks and this money being invested via these regular flows that happen no matter what. And, and that could do two different things. One is that could push the market up in general. That could be like a constant upward pressure to push the market up relative to its fundamentals. And the second thing is it can determine which stocks do well because this pa these passive flows are all going into market cap weighted indexes. And so with market cap weighted indexes, the more a stock goes up, the more you buy of it. And so what, what it can do is it can lead to these leaders in the market that are getting big. It can make them just keep getting bigger. And so as long as those flows continue, this could lead to a situation where the price you're paying is not something that's being considered. So if somebody's regularly contributing to their 401k, it's being invested in the S&P 500, their investment does not consider price, does not consider fundamentals in any way. It doesn't consider valuation. It's just buying the biggest stocks and buying more of them. So could that create some sort of distortion in the market where fundamentals matter less than they have in the past? I mean, I, th I think it does have the potential. He has, he has some really strong arguments. So I think that's a third thing that could be influencing how much fundamentals matter in the market right now. Yeah, it's hard to see what changes that. I mean, I think a bear market maybe, but even that, it's like, I don't, you know, I think these diehard index investors that are just looking to basically buy the market and pay the lowest you know, cost or fees that they, they can, um, it's hard to see that that trend is going to reverse or slow down anytime soon. So I think that that's certainly something that, you know, is worth thinking about. Thinking I would agree. About. I think the flip side, though, is the, the argument would be at some point, you know, active managers should have the ability to step in and set prices. Mm -hmm. And so if this drives the prices for, far enough away from the fundamentals, active managers should be able to step in and say, all right, we're going to sell these stocks that are expensive. We're going to buy these stocks that are cheap. We're going to correct this price distortion. The, one of the problems with that, though, is over time, the percentage of active managers continues to fall relative to passive managers. And so maybe they don't have the ability. I don't know if I believe this, but maybe they don't have the ability to do that as much as they did in the past. And maybe that ability is going to continue to fall over time, which means that the dominant thing here is going to be these passive flows. And the passive flows you know, don't care about valuation. I mean, so I think what, you know, your article really tried to do here is just look at some of these trends in the market and, you know, look to see how they may impact the effectiveness of fundamental stock investing in the future. We're not saying that, you know, fundamentals don't matter or that, um, that these things are, aren't go going to reverse course or it's just, I think what, what the article does and what hopefully this conversation does is just presents sort of the other side of things that you would want to consider and think through, um, particularly if you're a fundamentally based investor, correct? But yeah, my end conclusion to the article was 
eventually, when these things have happened in the past, fundamentals have always mattered again. And so I'm a believer, you know, whether I'm wrong or right, I'm, I'm a believer that fundamentals will matter again. But also, I think it's important to maybe look at the other side of things and to say, if, if I'm somebody who's, you know, running value strategies and they've struggled in the past decade, it's, it's important to look at these things and say, all right, what's going on here? Why have they negatively affected me? And whether and are they going to continue in the future? And that was sort of the point here was to say these are the types of things that have maybe made fundamentals matter less, and some of them may continue going forward. So maybe this you know thought that tomorrow value stocks are going to come raging back, maybe I need to challenge that belief by understanding that some of these things are going to continue in the future. And that was the point of the article was sort of to challenge that belief. But in the end, I still believe fundamentals will matter. I think they always have when these types of things have happened in the past. And so I don't think the future will be any different than that. I think we will come back to where things like value will work again but we all have to understand you know we can't time when that's going to be and these trends may make may t make that take a little longer than we think yeah i think that's a really good point um and what we'll do here is we'll put links to your article and the other pieces of research we referenced in the show notes um we hope you guys found this conversation valuable thank you for listening thank you hi guys this is justin again Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Excess Returns. You can follow Jack on Twitter at, at @practicalquant and follow me on Twitter at, at @jjcarbono. If you found this discussion interesting and valuable, please subscribe in either iTunes or on YouTube or leave a review or a comment. We appreciate it.